0: Welcome to The Bridge, the official podcast for the University of Maryland-Baltimore School of Pharmacy Patients
1: Program. The Patients Program is the bridge between the community and researchers. The Patients Program created this partnership to help researchers listen to the community's voice
0: in order to build a bridge to an effective learning healthcare community.
1: Here's your host, Rodney Elliott.
2: And this conversation is an exciting conversation that I've been um, eager to um, talk about and share with our audience. But before we get started, guys, you know me, I'm Rodney Elliott, the Community Engagement Specialist of the Patients Program. And um, here today talking with two colleagues at University of Maryland, Baltimore. Um, don't necessarily work with them hand-in-hand, in usual Patients' Day activities. But again, we are part of the same campus down there at the University of Maryland. And um, Dr. Leah Sarah is their program co-director of Graduate Studies in Medical Cannabis Science and Therapeutics. I'm gonna repeat that for our viewers, our listeners, because depending on where you're watching this on YouTube or listening to us we you listen to your podcast platforms, I'm gonna let you know, yes, this is what I said. She is the program co-director of the Graduate Studies in Maryland for the Cannabis and Science Therapeutics. I'm also talking with Pauletta Smith who I've just learned has multiple titles. Um, she attended the Graduate Studies in Maryland, Cannabis Science Therapeutics program here at the university. She's also a social worker. Um, she's a therapist. And you'll hear a little bit more as we have our conversation here where she is and will be um, an entrepreneur in this space as well because I see it, I, I, I feel it. And if you haven't got the gist of what we're talking about so far, yes, you can go and attend a program at the University of Maryland and receive a certificate in the medical cannabis space. We'll talk a little bit more about exactly what that looks like. But before we get started, um, I would like uh, Dr. Sarah just to introduce herself, give a quick bio, and um, talk to us a little bit about where this program came from. What idea? Like, who, how did this come about, Dr. Sarah? Is kind of the main question I want to ask.
0: Sure, thank you, and I'm I'm happy to talk about that. And um, just one one quick clarification, so that the program. Uh, that we have is the Graduate Studies in Medical Cannabis Program. It's here at the University of Bal- Baltimore. And right now, we actually have two different programs. One is a graduate certificate, which is um, which is one year, four credits, and the other is a Master of Science degree, which is two credits. So we will probably talk a little bit more about those later. Um, and I, I'm an associate professor in our um, Department of Practice Sciences and Health Outcomes Research. I've been teaching here at the university since 2012, and before that I was a student and a resident, so I'm really homegrown um, here at the University of Maryland, Baltimore. Uh, this program was the the brainchild of Dr. Natalie Eddington. She's yes. our um, immediate past dean. Um, she just sat down this uh, past summer, um, and she kind of uh, conceived of the, the program back in 2017 um and i kind of came on board um late 2017 uh, or in 2018 um the reason that we uh developed this program is because um the medical cannabis industry was really rapidly evolving here in Maryland and in other states and there were no real formal academic educational programs um, related to medical cannabis, and, and initially we were really looking at um, educational programs for healthcare professionals. A number of studies had been published, um, surveying different uh, health professions about their knowledge um, of, of medical cannabis, mm-hmm. um, and the consensus of a lot of these studies was that you know health professionals need more knowledge. Um, and in thinking about this program that we were developing, we really decided that it needed to be for more than just healthcare professionals because this space includes individuals in many different professions. Yes, you know, not just healthcare professionals, um, but but entrepreneurs and legal professionals and educators and and patient advocates and um, you know ancillary services and so and and those individuals we thought also needed a foundation in the science yep. policy and and you know medical knowledge related to the plant. Um, and so that's how the the program kind of uh, the idea for the program was born and um and developed from there
2: that's awesome fantastic when you think about Dean Edison and all the um, um, awesome programs and opportunities she's um, been a part of with the uh, University of Maryland School of Pharmacy has been fantastic, the patients program being one of those as well. Her um, and Dr. Mullis had a fantastic relationship while they were here um, on campus together. And uh, kudos to Dr. Eddington for, again, seeing something unique and um, innovative and to be quite honest, got in early and provided that 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 knowledge when it comes to information. And I'm pretty sure all that when you I don't know if you saw it on a flyer or you saw it online, or when you did see that and you read what this program could do, um, what made you want to say, you know what? I want to see a little bit more about that. I want to attend this and um see how this can help help me and, and, and your community.
1: Sure. So, you know, it's funny because I had never heard the story of the origin of the program. Uh-huh and you know i hearing it i i'm I, I clap my hands because i i came into the program because i said to myself as a social worker already in my profession mm-hmm. um, and um actually finding healing uh personal healing from the plant uh from cannabis i said i need to know more and i need to be educated on this from a um From a professional standpoint, not just, you know, reading articles from blogs and, you know, uh, Different uh, sites that have, you know, a myriad of information about cannabis and people go to them all the time. I said, I really need to understand this um, from a higher level so that I can be um, educated for my own health. And if I'm going to share this information um, so that I can, you know, share it um, properly and, um, you know, have some 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 information that actually stands on research. And so. I um, sought out the program. I I Googled a simple Google search. uh, You know, uh, I I don't know if I said master's level, but I definitely uh, sought out like education about cannabis, you know, um, uh, from a a place of the medical, understanding the medical benefits of it. And so sure enough, I am in Maryland. Um, and the University of Maryland uh, School of Pharmacy, the program popped up on my screen. And I was just so surprised, you know, a master's in this, I said, Oh, my goodness, this is my, this is my up my alley. I I love higher education. And so I looked at the program, I looked at the courses and the uh, goal of the program. And I just I said, this is this is going to be something that I'm going to want to, um, to sign up for. Uh, And it Interestingly enough, at the dispensary uh, where I was working, um, I had just begun working at a medical cannabis dispensary, the uh, manager or she was actually the clinical director, which uh, in Maryland, uh, that was one of the um, one of the pieces in the medical program. Every dispensary had to have a clinical director. Hmm. Yeah. And typically that person, based on the qualifications, wound up being a pharmacist. And so the medical director or the clinical director at my dispensary was a, a person in the master's program. She was actually one of the. She was in the first cohort. I don't even know if you know that, Doctor yeah. Sarah. Yes. Yeah. I feel oh, absolutely. And so she was in the inaugural uh, cohort. And so I think she might have been maybe a semester, a term in Mm -hmm. and I mentioned it and she said, yes, do it. Let's do it. And sure enough, I applied um, and was accepted and then began my journey uh, with um, the MCST program.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. I, I love it when I learn something new from my guests, but I also love it when my guests learn yeah. stuff new. That's, that's actually pretty cool. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, that's great. How has the cannabis education evolved over the years, and what are some of the challenges that persist in spreading accurate information? I'm going to tell you this, with the patients program, particularly when um, most recently when COVID struck, there was a lot of misinformation going around about COVID-19. Now, how has... Excuse me. Oh, well, what have some of the challenges been in spreading accurate information around this whole medical cannabis space?
0: Um, so I'll start and then maybe Paulette, you can you can kind of pick up. Yes. So, you know, I think that, you know, one of the challenges in spreading accurate information is that there's still a lot of stigma and, and I think that a lot of people have a kind of a preconceived idea of what cannabis is and and can do, either either one way or another, you know, you know, as, as uh, some people may think that it is the the answer to everything, you know, and as Paulette said, that's, that's not the case. And some others, you know, think that, um, you know, it, it's something that's terribly dangerous. And you know that's also not the case. And, and that's probably the true answer lies somewhere, somewhere in the middle. And, uh, you know, so I think that, that that's one of the challenges is to kind of get past people's uh, preconceptions and, and biases and, and stigma. Um, and then just to kind of quickly answer your other question about how cannabis education has, has evolved, I think that really it is it is evolving a lot um, now in terms of...
2: Uh, in real time, it's evolving in, in real time. In
0: real time, time exactly. And you know, that mm-hmm. new... N- educational programs like ours you know there are you know more um academic programs either graduate certificates there master's programs or tracks in uh, in programs that focus on cannabis within you know another degree uh, and we're also starting to see uh health professions curricula kind of pick up these topics in some way you know if no. they don't have a full program dedicated to it maybe there's a class or an elective um so i think that the the kind of formal education is, is expanding. And then, you know, I also like to think that we're kind of contributing to um, edge the, the evolution of this education by graduating, you know, we have, you know, we're 500 alums of the program after three years that, you know, we hope are kind of going forth and, and um, educating community members, healthcare professionals, policymakers, um, you know, about the, the you know, what we know about how cannabis c- can be used as medicine.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. All that you wanna chime in on that?
1: Uh so, you know, as uh Dr. Sarah is mentioning, you know, there are a number of, I believe, programs, whether academic programs or um, you know, certificate programs that are are are, are sparking up. And um I think that people are becoming more aware of the widespread use of cannabis and the legalization and decriminalization of it is becoming more, um, you know, every vote, every state that's voting on something, there's a cannabis, um, you know, reg in there or, or some bill that's being put forth that potentially may have cannabis becoming decriminalized or legalized or a medical program. Popping up, And so in, in many states. And so I think that since that is happening more often, you are seeing like colleges, in, you know, and universities adding programs, excuse me, adding, you know, uh, courses that may help people not only understand the plant, but then also like this business end of it, you know, the um, the side of it where people can, you know, start to have their own businesses and what that may look like. You know, so I think one of the impacts um, that we're seeing is the legalization impact, um, the medical program impact across the states. Um, and then you have because of that, uh, the legalization, you have dispensaries opening. Right. And so then you have those people in the dispensaries uh, learning about cannabis. And then they are sharing that information. Then the people who are going to the dispensary, you know, so it's just like a trickle of it, a trickle. Um, things are trickling down and mm-hmm. the information is is being, um, you know, disseminated in different ways. And I think that's kind of how education around the plant is um, evolving and, and becoming more, um, how do I say, people are becoming more um, interested in learning about the plant versus just, oh, it's
2: weed, you know, have, you know, so. mm-hmm. I would definitely say the interest is there. Um, but I think we all can agree that it's not new, like, you know, definitely. marijuana weed or how I was referred to is definitely not new, um, particularly to, uh, you know, different communities or, or, uh, and in general, when it comes to laws being passed now with you know dispensaries and who can own a dispensary, who can operate, who can grow, there's a lot of stuff coming around. I'm pretty sure that the you know that the program talks on that. Um, but specifically, when it comes to um, drug laws in general, um, they have been used to criminalize communities of color and minorities. And um, I was wondering, is there a pathway for these communities? Through the degree program, or does the degree program even address this issue, right? I know you know we want people to you know be educated as much as possible, we want people to be entrepreneurs, we want people to you know make sure they're using it the right way, know how it, knowing how it affects the body. But it's kind of like, okay, well let's not forget what happened before. Let's not what happened. Let's not forget what you know has been historically an issue in our community. So if either you wouldn't mind, um, you know chiming in on that topic that'd be great so I'll repeat the question you know the drug laws in general have they been used to they have been used to criminalize communities of color and minorities but is there a pathway for these communities through the degree program and does the degree program address this issue
1: uh Paulette do you want to start you want me to start and you pick up what do you you know and it it, it's uh I'd like to start um so for me, uh, one of the things that I saw in the program was uh, it, what interested me was the level of information. Right. And education. Um, when I was when I was in the program, I found that that was still very true, that the, the knowledge base, you know, we we got into it right when we started the program or the science, you know, and the history. Um, but what I didn't find in the program, which I can say now, I, I definitely see, is that information about the history of the plant and the and the the the, the drug laws and how they've affected uh, the communities. I didn't get that piece um, driven home to me um, like I did in the community that I grew up. In in, you know, noticing that drugs and there was a problem, um, you know, with the ways drug laws affected uh, my people. And so having talked to Dr. Sarah upon my graduation about that, about the fact that I thought more could be talked about and more um, call a call to action. Yeah, um, Dr. Sarah was very um, interested in listening to me and my experience and brought me in
2: I love
1: that. right to talk about where there was a lack maybe right in that area and so since then you know we've talked about one of the first courses in the program and how we could talk to students about you know how cannabis was prohibited and what politics played and how marginalized and black and brown communities have been affected contemporarily right and so since then you know there has been uh, a push to add um, the the information, as you just mentioned, um, into the program so that we can, like Dr. Sarah said, 500 graduates right out there. So many more to come. All of those people being aware of how this has affected a community and ways, thinking about ways to help. And so, you know, I'll end with my goal and I'll say out here is to have a course created that speaks directly to the war on drugs and the perpetuation of um the war and how it affects communities, but not just to leave it there, to call action to social change, to change these um these uh the facts, the things that have happened and that have hurt. Um, And so my goal out of my doctoral program is to create a course that speaks to this and that encourages and and speaks to social action. So, yes, there is uh, there is a a theme or not a theme, but there is information being shared. Um, And so, yeah, that's what I'll say about that.
0: And I'll just, you know, follow that excellent answer up and and say that um, that one of the one of the great things and and one of the challenges with the program is that you know we want to be constantly evolving because this That's- this field is constantly evolving so we knew from the, the beginning really that this was not going to be a curriculum that we could develop and teach for the next 25 years um we knew that there was we, we were going to have to change and then also we didn't really have a template for What this curriculum should be because there was no program like ours, um, which was very scary at the beginning. Um, But it also, you know, in in a lot of ways, it gives you freedom to to say um, we don't know if we're doing it right because no one's ever done it before. So we're going to take all the help that we can get from our students. Um, from other stakeholders, from people in the industry who can tell us, you know, kind of within the confines of what we're able to do as a, you know, public university. Um, and, you um, and know that we're going to be making, making changes to, to continually improve the program. And so Paulette's content in the program is absolutely one of those things and, and will be one of those things. So if you're listening, um, and you're thinking that maybe, you know, you would like to, you know, be in this program, then in, you know, um, you might be able to take, you know, um Paulette's course, uh, Doctor Smith's future, Doctor Smith's course on social justice in the cannabis industry, in the future.
2: And at, at at the patients program, we I don't know how we stumbled across this though. But during the pandemic, during all the Zoom sessions, when someone says something that's like, you know, great or just like just, just it make we do these snap things. Like we just started. So I, I want to snap for our viewers and listeners that. What Paulette and what Leah just basically said is they learn as they grow along, they co-develop, they, there is a, a lot of bi-directional learning going on to the point where Paulette was a student, now she's a TA, teacher's assistant, and she's also going to be down the line a professor, she's going to school now to get her master's and she's going to also be a t- Like that is the essence of like um, everything that the patients program is about, but to be quite honest, It's um, admirable to see that not necessarily you don't know it all, but you're willing to learn from folks who you engage with, folks who you um, learn with. Like, that's what this program is all about. If you're interested in learning more about this program, I mean, you should definitely be involved, you know, um, or, or figure out how you can be involved, because if I'm not, if I'm correct, this is all done online right now, right, Dr. Sarah?
0: Yeah, so the the coursework is all one hundred percent online, asynchronous, meaning yep. you know that you don't have to log on from three to five on Wednesdays. You know, you can yeah, you know, as long as you meet deadlines, you you're able to really work at your own pace. You know, and and the majority, I would even say the vast majority of our students are working professionals. This is a part time graduate program, and so we have you know, um, developed it to be accessible to people who have jobs, families, you know, who are doing a lot. Um, and so, um, the, you know, again, yes, it's online. If you're in the master's program, there are four in-person events, um, that we hold at our campus in Rockville, uh, Maryland at the universities at Shady Grove. Um, but the graduate certificate, Uh, is is fully online and doesn't have that in-person component.
2: Fantastic, fantastic. And um, so, you know, Paulette was a student, now turned assistant professor. She was motivated and actually probably got even more motivated when she started attending the class. So what are some of the jobs or opportunities that someone can get or someone can, you know, be more, have a more uh, grounded background in this space once they finish either the master's program or they get the certificate,
0: uh, I'll start with that one, then um, Paulette, and yep. then pick up where I uh, leave off. But um, you know, I'll say that um, the both of the programs, I think that what you what you get out of it or what you're able to do when you leave does depend in some part on your you know kind of what your professional and academic background is. You know, so as I kind of alluded to before, we've got a really academically and professionally diverse cohort of students. You know, we do have doctors, nurses, and pharmacists. Um, we also have a lot of business professionals. Um, you know, we have obviously social workers. We have attorneys. Um, we have patient advocates, people with, you know, humanities backgrounds, Who people who are educators. And so, you know, if you are a clinician, when you come into the program already, then you, you know, you will be able to more easily do clinical work when you come right. out. Our program does not make you a pharmacist. It doesn't make you a, a nurse or a clinician in and of itself. You still need that extra, extra training. However, you know, people who are clinicians may expand their practices, you know What I was talking about to, to do other, uh, um, to expand their practice to, you know, include cannabis therapeutics. Um, And, you know, others may go on to, you know, do to consulting, um, to work as entrepreneurs, to start businesses. Um, In terms of the graduate certificate, um, really, this is our, this is our, we just uh, started this program. Our first graduate certificate cohort just started this fall. Um, But my thought about the, the certificate is that what makes this special uh, is that by completing the certificate and taking these four foundational courses in cannabis science, um, you're one showing that you're dedicated to the field, that you're dedicated to um, improving your knowledge about the cannabis plant. And I think that it puts you um, kind of, you know, um, you know, heads above others in terms of jobs at, you know, dispensaries or um, other cannabis businesses.
1: Um, Paulette, what do you think? Yeah, I, you know, it's so interesting because as a student, um, I was, um, well, when I did my program, we were online exclusively uh, because it was COVID. We were, mm-hmm. so I, I was in the midst of, you know, the lockdown and the all of mm-hmm. that. So we didn't even have our first um, uh, in-person, um, oh, what is it? Not seminar. You just symposium. meant- and so um, most of my um, interactions with my colleagues were all online. And so you see people's um, expertise. You know, they'll say when we did our introductions, oh, I'm a lawyer. Oh, I'm this, you know, I'm that. And for me, it was like, wow, you know, this all these different people want this information. And if you recall, I initially came in, I don't know if I said it as much, but because of, I was a patient. And I really wanted to know more about how I was medicating, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, I'm like, and I'm a social worker, but that wasn't really my base, you know? And so just knowing that there's all of these other people, you know, in, in professional world wanting to know about cannabis, for me, that opened up my thoughts of what I could do, right? Because now I'm saying, well, I can consult with lawyers, right? I can talk with, um, you know, marketing people. I can, because I have now this base of information about the plant, about advocacy, about law, because we're talking, we haven't really talked about the courses per se, but you're not just learning about the science of the plant, which is great. And that's really impactful, but we're also learning in this program about the therapeutic aspects, right? How to talk to patients, how to talk to people, right? Who want to know more about the plant. Also the 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 law, right? We talk well. We talk about advocacy and looking at um, following the um, the bills that are being passed and such. And so when when you say what are the avenues, right, coming out of the program, I'm like, there's so many, so many. you know, because yeah. there's just you're learning so much and you don't even know what you don't know, you know, until you're there, you know. And so for me, like I said, you know, I'm learning meeting people we're doing a discussion post and stuff so that's how you're interacting with people and i would say hey i'm i'm working in a dispensary and people would be oh my gosh you're in a dispensary how did you get in you know and so you know there's just different avenues so you could be someone who just you know works in the dispensary uh someone who wants to know more about your own medicaid you know the way your Medicaid, Mm -hmm. um you know so yes consultants uh, product development. So I'll just list a couple, right? You could go into product development, potentially. Um, research, right? A uh, healthcare liaison, right? Um, product testing, right? Because now you know more about how the plant interacts, you know? Uh, regulatory, right? You could go into being a person who knows about or or deals with the regulations. Um, advocacy, quality control. I could go on, mm-hmm.
2: You know what, Paulette and I would love to hear more and I'm pretty sure you could go on, but I'm sitting here listening to both of you guys talking. Um, I think Leah in our first meeting that we had um, before we were we'll, we'll be setting up this podcast, you talked about how, I want to say, first year you started, there were over, I don't know, 500 people that maybe inquired about wanting to learn about medical ca- cannabis, which lets me know that when you're in a room or when you're in a Zoom session with doctors, lawyers, entrepreneurs, that again, that hammers home that idea that this isn't something new, like this has been around for a really long time. And the fact of the matter that now, by being legal in Maryland illegal legal in other states, that it made sense to create an opportunity to folks to learn more from a therapeutic perspective, from a more uh, scientific perspective. And um, kudos to both of you guys for being part of the very beginning um, of this uh, education when it comes to medical c- cannabis. Um, Which leads to my next question. In both of you guys' experience, either one can go first. um, What are some of the most exciting developments or trends that you see in the cannabis industry? Whether it's coming from an educator, whether it's coming from um, an advocacy advocacy lens, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's coming from a patient lens as well, Paulette. I mean, because, again, it's new. We all learn it on the fly. But it's going to be here for a while. It's been here for a while. So now, understanding it as much as we can, I think it's important. So when it comes to um, what's been exciting as far as developments or trends around this industry, what has um, been, I guess, new or, or new information you guys learned?
1: Having you know worked in the dispensary space, right? Yeah. And so you know, as a patient, I'll speak from a patient standpoint. You know, what's exciting is that, you know, there are products now that are um, really, uh, how do I say this, extracting, right? Uh, I'll use a little pun, extracting the best parts of the plant and kind of offering to patients like myself who have specific conditions, um, ability to get uh, specific parts of the plant. Right. So I won't go all the way into the science of it all, but we know cannabis is made up of many parts. Right. And so some people when we we haven't said it now, but misconceptions. Right. Along with this is that, you know, it's just one thing. You know, people who have had bad experience will say or experiences, you know, it only makes you sleep. You know, it's like, oh, this is just one thing. No, it is many, many beautiful things. And so what I love is that now um, in the industry, we're seeing that, you know, people, um, uh, product developers are extracting specific parts of the plant and making those uh, making those extractions available. So what am I speaking about? Let's keep it real, real uh, basic. CBD, okay? Mm-hmm. Talk about CBD all the time and its benefits. Well, CBD, having it, specifically um without thc or low amounts of thc is is a um a, how do i say this is a development right because it is something that you can get away from the cbd away from the thc which helps some patients who don't want to have some of the psychoactivity and those that effects of thc so to me, that's exciting that you can break down this plant and offer to somebody who doesn't really want or want, you know, feel that um, the high sensation, this part of the plant that is so helpful. Right. And there's other developments in that nature. I just wanted to bring it to you. Um, but like for instance, you know, people don't necessarily talk about it outside of the dispensary all the time, but terpene right which are the essential oils found in the plant so now you have products in the dispensary that speak to certain terpene profiles right and we learn in this program that certain terpenes are going to help uh, and benefit you in different ways. And so if you go into a dispensary now, you may be able to find a product that is heavy in CBD to help with potentially pain or um, anxiety, and then a specific terpene like Myrcene, that is more of a relaxing terpene, put together with CBD. So now you have something that is specific to a certain patient, and that is very exciting. Um, That is that means that research is being done. We're learning and we're taking um, heed to what we're learning about the plant and its benefits. So to me, from a patient standpoint, that is an exciting piece because it means that I can find benefits of the plant and maybe leave aside the things that don't really help me, um, you know, with my own treatment. So there's more, but that one in particular.
2: Paula, you are kind of setting me up for part two here. So, but but I, I really appreciate that breakdown. That was really, really helpful. Um, Leah, you want to chime in on that? What's been exciting to you, whether it's from, um, you know, a, a creator, academia standpoint? Like, what's, what, what's been exciting around this space for you, Leah?
0: Well, I think right now the thing that, that is most exciting and that I think many of us are kind of waiting with bated breath to see what's going to happen is that there seems now to finally be some realistic potential for cannabis to be moved off of uh, Schedule 1, mm. um, which is something that just th- – that this, this happened in August that the Department of Health and Human Services made a recommendation to the DEA to um, change – um, the way that cannabis is scheduled to move it from Schedule One to Schedule Three, um, and so I you know I'm sure most most people probably have an idea of what Schedule One is. But what Schedule One is, uh, you know, substances that are lab- that have that label of Schedule One are um, considered by the government to have the highest potential for abuse and no accepted medical use. And so moving it off of Schedule One to, to me, the biggest thing is that. Um, the acknowledgement that cannabis has medical use. And to me that, you know, um, that I, if that happens, um, my hope is that that will do a lot to change how the medical community feels about cannabis. Um, because it will have an accepted medical use. And I think that is a, a lot of what's been preventing kind of the traditional Western medical community from learning about cannabis um, is has been that classification. So once, once we can say, once we acknowledge what science has been telling us for a long time, you know, and reverse this, you know, as Paulette said, this prohibition, which is Essentially, been going on for you know really for almost a hundred years um, in the U.S. Um, then I think we will start to see much more progress um, because it will be easier to do research and to really um, drill down to the the benefits of, of of the plant, of the different kinds of of uh, the different um, parts of the plant. As as Paulette was saying, you know, what is the contribution to uh, therapeutic effect from uh, the cannabinoids, like CBD and THC from the terpenes. You know, how do these things work in humans? Yeah. Um, and once it's easier to do research, I think that we'll start to see a lot more of research, and that is truly, truly exciting to me.
2: Some uh, I don't know if you guys noticed that, but I have sports background, play sports all my life, play ball overseas in Europe. I'm a University of Maryland college park graduate. Like I said, born and raised here in Dum in Baltimore, Dunbar High School. And um during the pandemic, I was following a gentleman by the name of Stephen A. Smith. Do you guys know who that is? Have you ever heard that name, Stephen A. Smith? Tell
1: me. Tell me more.
2: Yeah, tell me more. I- so he's a so he's a ESPN sports yeah. analyst. Um, very, very popular guy. Has a very, very strong um uh uh pers- personality when it comes to sports, and he definitely speaks his mind. He used to always say to the NBA guys, stay off the weed. And he would literally say it just like that because a lot of NBA guys were losing a lot of money because they were getting fined for using um, cannabis marijuana, weed, whatever you want to say it during the season. And again, that was one of the bad substances to the point now where the NBA, NFL, a lot of other major leagues, I want to say NHL hockey. They have lessened their rules and regulations when it comes to marijuana because they understand the medical benefits from player testimony. You know how many players have told me that they have given up the antibiotics and the painkillers and used that instead of, and using marijuana now instead of that? Like, so I get what you're saying when it comes to laws from Schedule 1 to Schedule 3. That's exciting about seeing how that can Um, you know, increased opportunity to study the plant a little bit more for the medical benefits because I don't care if you're in the NBA or you are someone who has anxiety or someone who just wants to learn a little bit more about education, this plant has been around for a very long time. We've got lots of testimonies and studies done to see that it does help folks. We've understand that it has had a negative impact on some of our marginalized communities. Back in the day, that won't go away, so kudos to you, Paulette for having the opportunity or envisioning the opportunity going forward for educating folks on that. And kudos to you as well, Leah, for providing a a space, a platform where you can provide information, you can learn, you can learn with some of your um, uh, attendees in the the classroom. Like, I love everything about the program. I love everything about, um, you know, uh, being innovative and and taking that risk and, um, you know, again, Providing information. That's what it's all about. Providing information in a way where people can understand it. Seems like you guys are doing a great job of connecting with all levels of type of folks. You know, you got lawyers and doctors and educators, but then you have, you know, um, for lack of better words, average Joes in your classroom just wanting to learn a little bit more about it as well. I know that's exciting too. So kudos to you guys. Before we get out of here. Um, Leah, I want you to close. We'll let people know how they can find a little bit more information about the program. Paula, is there anything you want to share with our viewers, with our listeners?
1: You know, I I, I am um, a person who loves education. I love knowledge. Um, it is just it's in me to know more. Um, and, and, and that's that's who I am. Right. Uh, and what drew me to this program. Uh, but what I found is that you don't know what you don't know until you start to learn it. And this program, you know, it really opens up your understanding, not just about the plant, uh, but also just about um, how the importance of knowing more of different ways to help treat, right, to help um, heal, to help understand, um, and just get a wider understanding of what's around us and cannabis, as you've said, um, you know, Rodney, and I think it's really important to know cannabis has been around for, you know, 10,000 years plus. Right. And so if we are here, you know, in this world, we should know the things that are in it, you know? And so this is an area where you can expand your knowledge and then also add to this space it is not a closed door, right? Cannabis is not a closed door. And by coming through a program like this, you can really be impactful in an industry that is burgeoning, right? We know, yes, 10,000 years plus, but 10,000 years more. So come in, learn what you don't know and, and add what you do know. Um mm-hmm. and then come out on the other side, you know, you know, in a place where you may be, um, on the um, precipice of changing uh, something that has been a part of our world and a part of our country here uh, for for a long time. So you may not you may say I don't I don't use cannabis. I don't know I don't know about that weed or what I heard about it when I was younger, but you don't know what you don't know. So come learn uh, whether it's the certificate program or the master's, you know, um, there's a lot of there's a lot to know here, and and I think this program is 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 well well on its way to educating uh, the masses.
2: For sure, thank you, Paulette.
0: I can't say anything that is any better than what <laughs> Paulette just said. Um, thank you, Paulette, for everything that you have done for the program, and 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 I'll just tell listeners or viewers how to get some more information uh, if they're interested. Um, and I will just, you know, I'll, I'll say one thing is that for, for both of these programs, the main enrollment requirement is a bachelor's degree. It does not have to be in a, sci- a field of science. It can be in any field. Mm-hmm. Um, just require a bachelor's degree or or higher um, because these are, you know, graduate programs here at UMB. So if, if you're looking for more information, um, go to pharmacy.umaryland dot edu slash academics. And from there, you can navigate to our graduate studies and medical cannabis page. Um, And, you know, I certainly would encourage you to to look into it if you're interested. We are, you know, as we said before, constantly trying to expand and improve the program and um, look forward to maybe talking with some of your listeners about it.
2: For sure. And I will end on this quote. I read an article um, and it was a fantastic read. And the uh, author of the article actually uh, quoted saying, and I love this quote, like she aims to be at the top of the craft while staying social, justed minded. Combining her social work with the education was a natural integration. And Paulette, that was fantastic. It was a fantastic read, fantastic piece. And I think I got the gist of that even a little bit more from having this conversation with you guys. Um, It's truly been awesome. Um, I'm sitting here thinking I got more questions and Eric may kill me off live, but this may be a part two, some, some kind of way or, or spin off on this because we're all about providing education so people can understand what's going on. And um, this is something that I think is great for the university and great for um, the attendees, the graduates, and whoever else is interested in it too, as well. So, thank you for your time today, Ed and Dr. Sarah. I really appreciate it. And I hope you guys have a great weekend.
0: This is a great conversation. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Thank you for listening to the Bridge Podcast. To learn more about the Patients Program, visit our website at www.patients.umaryland.edu.